Welcome to episode 44 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode, we get transported to Malaysia as I share the interview with Rachel Taylor, who lived in Malaysia for a year and a half. Rachel discusses the differences between East and West Malaysia and gives us her secrets into finding the best cuisine in the country. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to a dose of inspiration for the solo traveller. Today's expert interview is with Rachel Taylor. Rachel was originally from the UK and lived in Malaysia for one and a half years and she's going to give us an insight into visiting Malaysia as a solo traveller. Hi Rachel, good to meet you. Before we start talking about Malaysia, can you just tell us a bit about your background? Hello. Um, well, during university, I got the opportunity to go and study in Malaysia, um, and I haven't stopped travelling since then. I've also studied in South Korea and China, and I've had lots of experience of travelling through Asia solo. And um, you lived in Malaysia for a year and a half, didn't you? Whereabouts in Malaysia did you live? Um, I lived just outside KL, so it was um, in the middle of a palm plantation, so it's quite rural where it was. And uh, it was a great opportunity to like get to know the locals. Wow. And what drew you to Malaysia specifically? As part of my degree, I was able to go and study abroad. And I had a choice of countries such as Australia or New Zealand. But for me, Malaysia really stood out as it's a great location to use as a base to explore Southeast Asia and beyond. And the country itself has a range of cultures. I mean, there's always a festival on, there's amazing food, those of outdoor activities. Living in Malaysia, you do you gain a different appreciation for the country um, and its culture compared to if you're just visiting for a few days? What would you say, you just mentioned all about the festivals, I know Malaysia's huge on festivals, so what would you say, apart from the festivals, are is Malaysia's main attraction for women travelling alone? English is widely spoken throughout the country, which does make uh, solo travelling easier. Also, there's a huge mix of the culture, so you don't need to worry so much about standing out with what you wear or if you have dietary requirements. If you're sticking to the main tourist destinations, there's a good transport infrastructure to help you get from one location to the other. And there are just so many different activities to do in the one country, such as visiting islands, trekking through rainforests, viewing colonial buildings, eating amazing food, and it's all at a very reasonable price. My friend, actually, she's vegan, and she was in Kuala Lumpur for quite a while, and she said that it's a really, really good city for well, for vegans and also vegetarians as well. And like you just said, because there's such a wide choice of cuisine there's a Chinatown there as well isn't there so you can get Chinese food as well as Malaysian food and they're grateful India as well so you can get really good Indian food oh yeah very diverse what was your favorite food when you were there I definitely I'd say some of the Indian based dishes they're um, really nice you don't get quite the same in the UK so it was nice um, I'm definitely looking forward to having them when I go back are you looking to move back to Kuala Lumpur uh, yes, I'm moving back um, to the same place I lived before because I've been given the opportunity to continue studying and just seemed, I had the choice between studying in the UK or in Malaysia, there really wasn't a decision. I wanted to go back where it's nice and sunny and you have that beautiful lifestyle of travelling. Is that what you miss, the the lifestyle and the, the weather? Yes, uh, the lifestyle in Malaysia is just a lot more laid back and relaxed and everything just goes with the flow, And whereas in the UK I find it quite uh, it's a lot more stressed and high paced, so I am definitely looking forward to going back to that. Would you say, if you're visiting the country for the first time, that it would be a bit of a culture shock? Malaysia is very similar to other Southeast Asian countries such as Vietnam, except there are fewer tourists around and a slightly less tourist, tourist infrastructure than 
Thailand or Vietnam. Yeah. There's potentially more chance of you having difficulties when you're travelling. For instance, when you step off buses, there aren't always taxis around that are, um, like, are desperate to get your attention and things. You may have to use your initiative more. Um, so making sure you do a lot of research before you go is quite important. And the further away you get from the main tourist destinations in Malaysia, the greater the cultural shock. East Malaysia is very different from West Malaysia and has a lot more of a, a feel like what Malaysia would have been like for any tourists there. Did you meet many other women travelling solo when you were in Malaysia? Definitely. There were quite a few solo women travellers in Malaysia, but not as many as in Thailand or Vietnam. I think this is because Malaysia is often overlooked as a destination and there's not as much information available on the internet about the ease of travelling solo in Malaysia. But it is a destination that is easy to do as a solo woman traveller. I know that when I went, Malaysia's just got so much to offer, and um, and you mentioned it before with the with the islands as well, and then you've also got the Petronas Towers, which are just boggling when you just look at them. They're just so huge, which are in Kuala Lumpur. Are there, are there any hidden gems in the country that people should definitely visit when they go? Um, let's go head over to East Malaysia, and particularly Sarawak, and um, where you can see the orangutans and the Gunung Mapmulu National Park, which is a UNESCO site. And you can also see Malaysia's national flower, which is the largest flower in the world. Wow. I think one of the best Malaysian hidden gems has to be the food. Lots of people know how good the food is in Malaysia, and they make sure they try the satay or the rendang curry, but there are so many local dishes that are not as well known, such as durian curry. And the best way to find out about them is to interact with the locals as you're travelling around. I didn't know about those dishes, actually. Yeah, and I think they definitely, they're not on the, in the main tourist restaurants, you have to get off to more of the local restaurants, and every state has a different, like, dish, and you have to ask, and befriend a local, and they'll definitely tell you, and be, they'll, they'll be wanting to show you, they're all, the locals are very friendly, and just want to show tourists everything. So if you only had two weeks to see the country, what would your perfect itinerary be? Um, we'll start off with Kuala Lumpur. It's often overlooked as a city, I think, because people just use it as a transit destination. But there is a great vibe to the city. Um, you can explore Chinatown, Lindia, the Petronas Towers. And only a short walk way out of the city is Srim, which is um, an opportunity to walk through a rainforest. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Penang Island is known for its mouth-watering food. And almost every year, all my Malaysian friends will have at least one weekend over there where they'll just eat as much as they possibly can. And be very open-minded when you go there because the rest, the best restaurants in Malaysia, I think, are often ones that are quite basic inside and don't look that appealing from the outside, but they have amazing food. Yeah, so they look a bit more like a kind of canteen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's also great architecture there and street art in Georgetown, which is also UNESCO. If you go into Malaysia between February and October, which is outside monsoon season, then head over to Prentians, which are some beautiful islands with you can go snorkeling with baby sharks and turtles and have some nice beach time. But if you are going in monsoon period, then head over to the islands on the west side. You can have Langkawi, which is more of a party island, or Pankor, something a bit more relaxing. Or head up to the tea plantations to see what a tropical version of Britain would look like. And finally, I guess if you have time, head over to East Malaysia. and there's, um, You can climb Mount Kinabalu, which is the tallest mountain in Southeast Asia. And you can see orangutans, which is the only place in the world you can see them. There's so much to do, isn't there? Because with the um, with the orangutans, they share that part of the land with Borneo, don't they? Uh, yeah, so um, Borneo is made up of Indonesia, Brunei and Malaysia, so that's the only island where they're, they're there, so it's a great place to go and see them. 
And I remember when I went, I went to um, the Cameron Highlands and it was it was so much cooler than Kuala Lumpur and it's only a couple of hours away, kind of up uphill for most of it. But it was great because you got to see the tea plantations, honey farms, all different types of flowers as well. So I, I didn't even realise that was there when I went. So that was a bit of a, a hidden gem as well. And then it's crazy to see what, like, it's, you feel like you're stepping back in time into old England, I think, when you go up to the tea plantations. Yeah. With mock Tudor buildings and... That's true. There's afternoon tea and things. Yeah, really, really interesting. Would you say it's easy to get around? Moving around Kuala Lumpur is really easy. They're slightly awkward. There's, there's like several different public transport networks and none of them interconnect, which can be annoying at times. Um, there are also lots of taxis around, which you can get quite cheaply, but do be careful not to get ripped off. The main tourist destinations in Malaysia are fairly easy to get to with lots of buses, but you, if you want to get off the beaten track, you probably need to hire a car or something, as there are less buses. And um, be prepared in Malaysia, the buses are not deluxe, they often break down or they can take a really long time because of traffic, so leave lots of time. And when you get to islands such as Langkawi, I'd suggest maybe hiring a car or a moped, as you can't rely on the buses to get around, but it's really cheap to do that there. Is it easy to meet other people when you're travelling around? Um, Malaysia is on the Southeast Asia backpacker route, so there are many travellers around. I don't think you meet as many as if you're in Thailand or Vietnam, so... There would be times when you would have to travel on your own and you wouldn't necessarily come across travellers, but you'll always come across really friendly locals and they just want to chat to you and learn about your country and tell you about their country. And there's a really good couch surfing network in Malaysia and there's lots of locals on that that are wanting to show, like spend the day with you and show you their city. That's great, isn't it? So you get free accommodation and a free tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Is there anything to do there in the evenings if you're a woman by yourself? Um, in Kayla, there are numerous bar calls, if that appeals to you mm. in the city. And there's also, again, the really strong couch surfing network, and they do several meetups a week. So make sure you check that out before you go. On the islands, there's often like bars where you can hang out and meet travellers. But in some of the more rural locations, there's very little to do in the evenings, really, but the, again, the locals are always very interested in what your life is like and why you're there. So the friendliest, one of the friendliest countries I've ever been to. Are there any particular areas that you would avoid in the country being a woman by yourself? I would say it is nice to get rural, but you do have to be slightly cautious. As a solo female traveller, some men don't understand the boundaries um, that as a woman you may have, and they can be over-friendly. So do be cautious of that. And also, I think one of the main things as a woman is that although Malaysia is not a strict Muslim country and you can wear whatever you want and you'll see girls with very short shorts or revealing tops, it's probably best to just make sure you're not wearing anything too revealing just to make sure you avoid the chances of having unwanted attention. Yeah, that's a really, really good tip, actually. So if you had to describe Malaysia in three words, which words would you choose? Food, islands and people. Okay, brilliant. And what would you say to somebody who is looking at going to Malaysia for the first time alone and is feeling a bit apprehensive about it? Um, Malaysians are really friendly, so if you ever get confused or lost while travelling, then don't be afraid to ask someone for help. Um, as I said earlier, English is so widely spoken as a second language, you don't have to worry about there being such huge um, language barriers there. That always really helps, doesn't it? It always make, makes you feel more comfortable if they speak the same language as you. Yeah. 
So just before we start yeah. wrapping up, is there anything else that you wanted to add about Malaysia? Malaysia is often overlooked, I guess, in favour of Thailand or Vietnam. But there is so much to see in the country, as I said, about the islands, the rainforests, tea plantations, wildlife, and the food. Uh, food is often mentioned in connection with Malaysia, and there is a reason for this, as food is a huge part of Malaysian culture. <laughs> and in two weeks, you wouldn't try, you'd hardly have a chance to try um, many of the national dishes. You need several trips out to Malaysia to try the food, and it's definitely worth it. I have to go back. I have to go back and find these um, local restaurants that you're talking about. Yes. Uh, well, if you ever want any tips, let me know. <laughs> okay. So where can people go to find out more about you? So on my blog, the Taylor May Travels, you can find out more about me and my travels throughout Asia, Asia sorry, and as an, life as an expert in Malaysia. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. So if you have any questions about Malaysia, just feel free to send me a tweet and I'll try and help you. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'll put a link to your blog below and all your social media as well. So thank you for joining us today and I wish you every success in the future. I hope that this episode has inspired you to go to Malaysia. If you are looking at booking a trip there, we do have a solo travel in Malaysia guide on the Girl About the Globe website. Thanks for listening and I'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.